Hey everybody, Val Pancakes here, and joining me tonight on the stack is Big, Strong, and Scary, Rip Bison. Uh, <laughs> strong, scary, all five ten of me. <laughs> um, and you can find Rip um, in the Northeast in promotions like Limitless, Let's Wrestle, and of course Pro Wrestling Grind, but also venturing down to the Southeast to compete in Action Wrestling and at TWE recently. So uh, please welcome Rip Bison. Hi everyone. I don't have any pancakes though. I felt like I should have cooked pancakes and I failed. <laughs> I mean, I'll forgive you. Um, Good. I've only had one guest actually have pancakes, um, like once I was interviewing them. But I'm just, I'm just glad that you didn't come with waffles. Oh no, no, no! I, I, I got the gimmick. I got the gimmick. No waffles, but only pancakes. That's why I like you. So, <laughs> as I was telling Rip um, before we popped on, I'm really excited to interview him. He's one of the people that I want to interview for a while. Um, I really got into you and your wrestling when um, when I was like everyone else, kind of just holed up in my house during the pandemic, and I would like it was like weekly viewing for the road for me. So. That's good. I was on almost every single one of them, I think. Uh, there was very few that I wasn't on. I I made sure that when we did those tapings, because it was a big two-day taping, that we would do a whole season of the road. And I made sure to have, like, the most matches. I would go out of my way to make sure that I was wrestling as much as possible so that I'd be on almost every week uh, if there if the matches were good enough, obviously. But, yeah, so I, I had a lot of matches for that on my own stupid self. I appreciate it. I love your entering presence. I like like your moveset and just your personality and it's super fun to watch. Um, so you did when at least you were in the road and now you've started uh, pro wrestling grind. Yes. What made you want to start your own promotion? Uh shallow answer i wanted more bookings so the the easiest way for me to get bookings was to book other people and then it'd be like a pat you on the back hey if i scratch your back you scratch my back type of thing um that's the really shallow answer for starting a from um, grind but the another deeper answer is that i felt i was starting to go to the bigger shows and i was starting to travel the country and i was seeing a lot of guys that weren't necessarily getting the big like Twitter pushes or social media pushes. And like, they, there was always show big shows with the same 15 people on it. And I felt like there's a lot of people with that needed an opportunity for a really nice stage to show what they could do. And that's what me and uh, Delmi XO, uh, she's a co-owner of it, uh, which are called, we decided that we were going to book people that we genuinely liked watching and wanted to see them wrestle. Oh, this person that we met or this person that we met. And so our, Locker room isn't necessarily the most popular people, but they're the some of the best wrestlers that I've ever met or I've ever wrestled. Actually, that's a fun fact about Grind is that pretty much everyone on that roster, we, either myself or Delmi or both of us, have faced at some point or another in our career. So it's like, it, it's kind of like just I, I want to have this big, a nice stage for these guys to show what they can do. And because I don't think a lot of people get that opportunity. Yeah, I um, 
I enjoy most of like I would say most I'm fairly sure I enjoy all of the people that you book I I love watching your shows when they hit IWTV um they're it's always the wrestling is always good I don't know like yeah I know that's like a dumb thing to say but no. the matches are enjoyable and the wrestling is like it's <laughs> there's something there's something that goes on in a grind the day of a grind show is that when everybody gets there all of a sudden they turn it up i don't know if it's because at the beginning of the show i say go wrestlemania do what you need get over you have uh, i always everyone makes fun of me for my time limits i say you got eight to 15 minutes get your stuff in i don't care what or where place you are always try to show up the other person and i think that puts a little subconscious competition in everybody to be like well this is my chance. I'm going to go crazy. And everybody without really pushing or like forcing them to do things, they're having these great matches that could be like, we don't announce the main event for our shows because any match could possibly be match of the night. And a lot of them on a, on a show. And I don't want to brag about our booking. Cause I, I feel like it's just dumb luck that we were able to do it. But um, like every one of our shows is hit at some point or another with either uh, two or three matches that are like oh, oh wow this is this is good wrestling this is some of the best wrestling you'll see this week on IWTV or wherever you're watching it and like so it's just kind of like this unspoken competition amongst talent to have just good wrestling what like how did you decide to pursue wrestling in general to become a wrestler like what was that it's uh i've always watched wrestling i was the wrestling kid at my school um i went to i had two choices of high school when i or element uh, middle school high school because both of the schools were uh, a combined of them but out of elementary school i went to the school that had a wrestling team uh what you call it? i all wrestling was always my number one sport i always wanted to do it uh and finally, in high school, I was big enough that my parents thought, okay, you're not going to get hurt when you do it. So go ahead. You can join that. You can do physical contact. Um, also, it didn't help that I would kept getting kicked off of the basketball, out of the basketball games because I was too rough. But um, so they said, okay, fine. Wrestling is for you. That's for rough kids. And uh, so it was always a, I always watched it. I always um, wanted to be a wrestler, which are called, there's nothing I ever really no other thing I really want to do. There was a short period of time where I was like, I'm going to be a rock star. And I started teaching myself how to play guitar. And I wanted, I was in a band that we never played any shows, but we wrote a couple songs and like, but that never was wrestling was behind that. But wrestling came back when I graduated high school and it was just ever since this is all I, this is my life. I'm very one dimensional when it comes to wrestler. Oh, why did you join wrestling? Well, I wanted to be a wrestler. <laughs> Fair enough that's as good of a reason as any yeah right so uh what were some of the best things that you've learned while training stuff that's stuck with you over the years if you could impart wisdom onto others um one thing i got I, I was trained at new england pro wrestling academy way back before they recently changed ownership so it's a little bit different but kind of the same there but when i was trained i always i was always taught to be humble um about my matches i will be the la the first person to tear apart my matches i hate watching myself wrestle i think i'm one of the worst wrestlers in the world but that's just how i not saying that i was 
ripped apart and it was like mean how they were teaching you. They were just saying it can always be better. And that's one thing, always stay humble because it doesn't, no matter how good you are, there's always someone better because there's thousands and thousands of wrestlers in the world and I'll be lucky to wrestle a hundred of them. You know, there's always someone better than me. There's always something you can learn. And I've tried to keep that with, I'm now going on 10 years. Uh, June will be my 10 year anniversary in the business. And uh, like every year I've learned something new about whether it's this year, I've started to learn about promoting and booking and stuff and more of the business side, but also the, I learned how to work and how to travel and how to talk to people on the road and stuff. And it's just like, always be humble. Always know where you came from, you know? That sounds like a good way to go. Um, just to, just to, like that, you can, like, there's always somebody better. There's always something to learn. Like, you can, like, there's always somewhere, something else to reach. Like, if you decide yeah. that that's, that you're, you're the best you can be, like, then. Yeah, I, it all, it never, almost, never really get, uh, what you call it, never settle. You know, yeah. never settle. There's always something more you can do. So who has had the most influence on you both in the ring and out of the ring? Um, well, I guess Delmi would be my biggest influence because, oh. well, one, it's easy. We live together, um, but we both are in the business and we both know how it feels in certain situations when maybe you're going through a dry spell and wrestling and stuff. Uh, as far as, so like that's someone every single day is helping me through wrestling. Uh, influences like in the ring with Rip Bison as a character and stuff. I mean, that's Bruiser Brody, any of uh, Cactus Jack, uh, what's are called, Stan Hansen, Kenta Kabashi. I mean, I have a whole list of top 10 wrestlers. I, I never have a favorite because there's always something that I like from each and every one, but they're all kind of similar with that Japanese style. Um, but that those are my biggest influences in the ring. Uh, I guess also my trainers too, when I was uh, brought up, I have their mentality a lot. And uh, even though uh, one is signed to WWE, so I don't even get to see him anymore. That's uh, Warbeard Hanson. He, he helped train me a lot, or Ivar from the Vikings. I think that's his name now. Um, and then Brian Fury, who no longer wrestles, but they were really influential on how I, how I work and how I, my psychology and stuff. But yeah, no, really the biggest one right now is Delmi. Um, because like I said, with the running of the show and juggling our own bookings and she's doing the same thing, but sometimes different because her schedules might not line up with me. She like really keeping me on the ball with this thing. So I know that sounds cute, but it's you know, cute. That's really, <laughs> I only talk to like three people in this business, like regularly. And she's the one I talk to the most. So. <laughs> well, that is, that is super cute. It right oh yeah Aww. tough iron rip is being cute over here Delmi's sitting over there sewing and being mad at me <laughs> <laughs> you're embarrassing me i'm not even in the video <laughs> <laughs> well um hi Delmi. thank you for letting me borrow rip for the evening <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, um, <laughs> but um what what keeps you motivated in wrestling? What are you looking for like in the future, either with you and your own bookings or with Pro Wrestling Grind, probably with both? 
however you want to answer um, that question. Uh, man, that's hard. Um, I know my goal personally as a wrestler, not because it, it's two separate things. Yeah. Um, because I, I see as a promoter and as a booker, that's business. So that's me being a businessman. And I, uh, what you call it, that goal is to make money in my business and to, so that it doesn't sink. And hopefully we make it through a year, you know? Um, but like, that's the goal for that uh, thing. But for wrestling, which kind of ties into grind, uh, my goal is to, I always wanted to go to Japan. My, and it's not anywhere in Japan. I want to wrestle for all Japan because that's all I watched. I, I really take a lot from all Japan uh, most. And like, I think it'd be so cool to step into giant Baba's ring. Like that, just once that that's ripped by, and then I can, uh, I can leave the boots in the middle of the ring. I can walk off into the sunset and just uh, sign autographs and say, I went to Japan kid, you know, like <laughs> I did the tour, you know, like I could be that vet who lived his dream. I, but it ties in with grind because as a wrestler is that I'm happy that I've now stepped into that role of promoting because now I can have something after wrestling. Uh, it, it's, I know it's kind of a dreary outlook to think that you can't do this your entire life. One day I will be old and I won't be able to bump, but I, I can be old, not able to bump and still run a wrestling show. So I'll still be part of it. So like that's, that's kind of what I set up grind to hopefully succeed long enough to where I can transition into a full-time promoter at some point and still be, still get my itch scratch for wrestling. If you know what I mean, it's all these deep answers for you, man, this is weird. Usually I like, uh, man, you're asking the good questions. <laughs> you, I try to be thoughtful and fun and not raise too much controversy but yeah, it's, what you call, <laughs> not, it's not all oh how what was the first moment you ever remember of wrestling that question always gets me <laughs> <laughs> I try um I'm I'm honestly like <laughs> it's like it means a lot to me that you would say that because like I've tried very hard to like cultivate questions that are different than what you would answer on like every other podcast like I don't oh. want to be like this is my 700th podcast and she's gonna ask me the same four questions everyone else asked me so no, that's I, good. Some, I, like I want people to want to hang out with me, believe it or not. <laughs> right? Cool. Well, you're winning one over now. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> well, um, what has been your greatest achievement in wrestling? And that can be whatever that means to you. If that's like winning a specific title or if you had a series of matches with somebody that was like, these are the best matches I've had or however you want to answer that question whatever that means uh, to you. My greatest achievement in wrestling was my first match because I actually did what little kid me said that I wanted to do. I got paid to wrestle in a ring. Granted, it was three minutes and I got squashed and my ass kicked <laughs> by a guy. I was really out of shape, brand new. I was still Tomahawk. Oh, that was the first match of Tomahawk with three painted lines on my face. My hair was not even below my ear. I had a loincloth on and I ran out there doing this to Crazy Train uh, by Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, but when I, even back then, when I had that match, I realized that there, nothing's ever going to take that away from me. I did, I lived my dream for one day. Even if that was the last match I would ever wrestle, I lived my dream for one day. I could say I was a professional wrestler once. I got paid to go into a ring and put on a professional wrestling match. So that was, that's probably my, 
biggest accomplishment. And now I'm looking at it now as a time thing. I've been doing this for 10 years. Not a lot of people can say that. A lot of people bounce after five years. I've seen so many people uh, quit in wrestling. I've seen more people quit in wrestling than start in wrestling, uh, which is insane to think about. Um, and like, even in my class, when I trained, I think there's only, the only just gave me the three signs. So that means there's three and I couldn't <laughs> name them all. Uh, cause I'm a bad person and don't remember my friends. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, like it's so longevity too. Like I've been doing this for now a decade. So like, let's see the next thing will be, well, I've been doing this for 15 years or 20 years. I think that'll be my next goal. Uh, a little bit. Actually, two weeks ago, I got to wrestle Alec Price for the Limitless belt uh, in front of a sold-out crowd in the main event. You know, like, that was the first time I've ever wrestled the main event in front of a sold-out crowd. And uh, for, a, I think, a major indie title, you know? And that felt pretty cool. Uh, that was a big accomplishment. And, like, that, that just showed that hard work in my wrestling is paying off because people are trusting me with those roles. Uh Hell, getting booked out of state is a big accomplishment. You know, a lot of people get stuck in their territory, but no, I got to wrestle down in the Southeast. I got to wrestle in Texas. I got to wrestle in New Orleans for Mania Weekend. Like that, those are big accomplishments, I think, to me. And I think there's just going to be more and more the longer I'm still in it. I, I hope so, because I would like to see you in person someday. And the odds of me getting up to the Northeast are surprisingly slim we're gonna have to have a wrestlemania in boston <laughs> that would be that would be a whole trip <laughs> that will be, yeah because you'd be living in boston anyways for a couple <laughs> days yeah no woof, that's a trip all right you know they're all like alec price if you can deal with that <laughs> As i've never been to boston i will say um so that would be cool yeah see except but... for except for that i'm a yankees fan so it won't, it won't be there. We don't need to see it. It won't be quite baseball season yet, probably. So it might yeah, be right. Um. So on the flip side of that, though, uh, what has been the greatest obstacle that you've overcome in wrestling? Uh, getting booked. Hardest thing in wrestling is getting booked. You would, uh, what you call it? And I don't mean just booked on any show. I mean, like, getting booked where you, uh, where people say, uh, a lot of people will come up to you and say, oh, you're good enough. Why aren't you going here? Why aren't you going there? And it's like, well, it's hard, you know? It's hard to reach out to some of these places. And the pandemic uh, really, I think, changed that a lot because every promotion kind of went into their own territory and they built a core group of guys for two years and uh and they got good with those guys and the fans got used to those guys and so they really like seeing those guys and it's not shitting on that idea territories are great um but it's hard now i think it's harder now because everyone has these built up regions and stuff it's harder to break through that door to get into new places and to travel more so i still think booking is the hardest thing and even as a booker now taking in bookings you can't book everybody and stuff and like that's a huge obstacle so i get both sides of things but yeah the hardest thing the biggest obstacle will always be getting booked <laughs> fair so if you could go back in time 
and wrestle yourself for your first match, or you could go forward in time and wrestle yourself five years from now. Which would you pick and why? Uh, I would go five, forward five years from now and wrestle that guy. He's way smarter than me. Um, the guy, I honestly, if I was to go back in time and wrestle myself, I'd kick my ass. Why'd you choose that terrible gimmick and you stayed with it for eight years? You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You should have listened to everybody, but no, you were too stubborn. And it wouldn't, it, yeah, I would get canceled for that because it'd be like, oh my gosh, he's killing this poor kid who's wearing face paint and barbed wire trunks. Yeah, it would be, you know, no, he's actually murdering this guy in the middle of the ring. We're watching a public execution. Now, I don't want to wrestle him, but I do know that younger me sells better than older me. So at least my stuff would look great, but <laughs> no, I want to wrestle. Uh, I want to wrestle future me because like I said, I don't know. I, you can't predict where, where you'll be and what you have done in five years because wrestling is like that. It's so quick. Yeah. It seems, especially with independent wrestling and maybe like I come from a weird place because I've only been paying attention to independent wrestling outside of my local area for like the last three and a half years. Um, my local area, um, I will be going on a decade um, watching people in my area, but there's not a lot of crossover because I live in Nebraska. So, oh. <laughs> right? There's not but, a lot of wrestling there, is there? <laughs> no. <laughs> not a lot of anything. <laughs> there's a lot of corn and a lot of cows. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Manders might come through. There you go. <laughs> Manders um, has worked the promotion that I work with here. So, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, yes, we've had a Manders. Um, <laughs> but um, it's hard to kind of see other people come in and out, especially with where I live now. Um, I was going somewhere else with that, and I lost all train of thought. That's fine. So my sincerest condolences, my brain just quit functioning. I'm sure I'll remember halfway through the interview and I'll be like, there was the point I was trying to make, but it's gone now. So we'll just move on. There we go. <laughs> anyway. anyway. <laughs> so moving right along. Um, if you had an action figure of yourself, but it was one of the ones that could like speak, what would you want it to say and what accessories would it come with? It would uh, probably either do uh, my Rip Bison shouts ah, or something stupid like that. Or it would say like in between those, it would just go, don't suck. Don't <laughs> suck. And uh, what, It would come with all the things that I've ever come out to the ring with. I mean, it would come with a, my chain. It would come with a strap and it would come out with the weirdest thing I ever came out to a ring with a snare drum. Snare drum. I was in a weapons battle royal in my first year of wrestling where uh, it was like a Royal Rumble. And then every entrance, somebody had a different weapon that they brought to the ring. And, well, I was so green at the time that I wasn't allowed to bring my own everything. And they didn't want repeats. They didn't want repeat weapons. So there was a snare drum there and they just handed it to me and said, go out there. <laughs> so I walked out to the ring with a snare drum. I can't really do anything with it. But, I mean, I got my head bashed off of it a couple of times because I thought that it would make a sound it didn't because you're not a, your head's not a good drumstick but yeah no that so it'd be a snare drum a chain and a, a leather strap would be with my action figure the snare drum is a wild card yeah see that that's what get people to buy it limited like, edition oh, wow. snare drum 
Yeah, I've never seen a wrestler come with a snare drum. Hmm. Yeah, see, I'm thinking that's money. I could smell it now. I could smell the envelopes, big, heavy envelopes filled with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> those, those, those pay envelopes are on their way with the snare drum. Yeah, snare drum envelopes. <laughs> they just fill the snare drum with money and give it to you. I'm going to start giving a snare drum to somebody to come out to the ring and grind. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be me and you and everybody who's watched the stack. It'll be a It'll be a little inside the Easter egg for, for us. Well, I hope somebody's watching. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, um, we have some people in chat. Um, we usually get a few. Um, we after, after we're done, we put it up on our YouTube. Right now, we're live on the Action YouTube. And it will be available wherever you listen to podcasts. There we go. See, you can hear me everywhere, people. <laughs> There's no escaping. Yeah, right? Everyone can hear the words of, of Rip Bison. <laughs> don't don't suck just yeah yeah don't just... suck <laughs> if you could create your own title what would it be for and how would it be defended oh man like go wild with it like i mean it doesn't count that i've already created the grind championship right that in, doesn't count. In, in, no it doesn't independent of that like like something like banana sandwiches like something crazy oh um Let's see, I got to look into my interests. Um, I believe there's already been like a alcohol consumption type title before. Uh, you know what? I think it would be a barbecue type title. Like uh, not not necessarily, well, cooking and eating said barbecue. We'd have to figure out a big tournament bracket style 16 person thing. And uh, it's like, you got to be able to cook and survive what you cooked and it, it, but it's only barbecue related and meat related foods and no i have to put some thought into that this might have to be a summer uh at grind a grind summer show big barbecue pit match yeah barbecue pit championship there we go everyone wrestles in a pit and it's on fire and they're throwing sauce at you and yeah and the winner comes out doesn't get cooked i don't know <laughs> the winner gets like just like a chain of sausages or something yeah oh yeah made out of meat it's like a big yeah. <laughs> like a t-bone it's the center plate and it's all like oh that sounds gross no that'd be that smell after a day you have to cook it real fast <laughs> and I, I mean you could have like a golden t-bone for your front plate yeah don't they cook with gold now like they wrap up some of those steaks and stuff I, i'm pretty sure i've seen that oh yeah before. like they like gold leaf it or whatever like edible yeah i don't i i mean i guess gold's good for you it, in my Spark. vitamin pack so <laughs> sparkly steaks yeah oh, <laughs> insides Ooh. i look forward to the grind summer barbecue pit match <laughs> you know what there's there's about delmi and i make all the final decisions in the company but there's a group of there's about three or four of us that get together and we throw out some ideas just to get them out of the way. And, you know, that one has not been brought up, but I bet you if I was to pitch it, it would, there would be some serious talks. We'd have to think about logistics and everything, but yeah, we'd have to sink the ring into the ground, you know, like a pit. 
it's like yeah. it's like the, it's like the pit fighter uh oh i'll get a season assist from the pit fighter on iwtv you can't have a pit match <laughs> but it's a barbecue pit i think it'll be fine just make sure to really like barbecue it up like have a grill in there maybe have somebody throw some like hot coals at each other i don't know just spitball frozen corn cobs just ah <laughs> no we have to really think about this no I like it. It's going into the committee. <laughs> Suggestion <laughs> box for Pro Wrestling Grind. I'm so sorry, everybody that works at Pro Wrestling Grind. <laughs> oh, they'll love it. They're getting paid. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Winner gets a quarter cow. <laughs> there you go. A live cow. <laughs> you, you take the cow home with you. Yeah, see, look. Uh, uh, most wrestlers live in an apartment, so I don't know if they'll fit a cow. Then well, they shouldn't like I win. Said, well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. They shouldn't win. <laughs> they shouldn't be good enough. No, yeah. Have to have, have to have the acreage. I don't know what to tell yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <we're>, well. <laughs> we talked about a barbecue pit match on, uh, on the stack today. <laughs> we watched the views go down, down, down. Why are they still talking about barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> barbecue is delicious yes now where would it be it would have to be either texas kansas or uh what's the other uh, is it nashville is the other one anyways so, I, we being selfish i'm gonna say kansas city okay because that's only two and a half hours for me and i can absolutely go to that there you you hear it the first ever barbecue pit match for pro wrestling grind will be in uh kansas city and they will ban us from the town forever after. But you know what? It's a great, what a send off. <laughs> you could be yeah. alive with Val pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> have some like barbecue food trucks come out there and really just go whole hog with it. Whole hog. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I already see the t-shirts. <laughs> there we go, guys. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> Fantastic. So other than your gear and your phone, what can you not leave for a wrestling trip without? Like, what do you have to take with you? Other than your gear and your phone, because that's a given. Uh, well, if it like, if it's an overnight trip, toothbrush. I cannot leave without a toothbrush. I am so like OCD about my teeth. Like I can eat anything. Uh, and then I want to go brush my teeth. Like the only time I don't brush my teeth is, and I'm surprised I don't bring a toothbrush to my shoot job to after lunch, brush my teeth. But after every meal or every time I eat, I have to go brush my teeth. Like right now I'm, uh, what you call it, drinking some whiskey and Coke and I will probably go brush my teeth as soon as we're finished and then stay up and drink more whiskey and Coke. But I will brush my teeth, you know, it's just toothbrush and toothpaste. Uh, that's the number one thing, man. Do you have like a go-to toothpaste or is it just crest, like whatever? Yeah. No, I'm a Crest guy. I, I stick with Crest. Anything that they make, that's pretty good. I don't, I'm not a Colgate guy and I'm not into those expensive Sensodyne black charcoal crap. I, I, I like mint and I like Crest. <laughs> <laughs> one out of one Rip Bison's recommends Crest toothpaste. <laughs> one out of one. Yep. <laughs> I think I'm the only one. There's no one. I don't think anyone's made any of those fan accounts of me yet where they write the fanfics and stuff. I don't think they've done that yet. But have David you Rick? looked? 
no, I'm scared. I was like, but do you want to? <laughs> Uh, I, that's that wrestling after dark thing, you know, uh, what you recall. I'll, I'll look at it. I'll wait until the midnight hours and see if there's a Rip Bison fanfic out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you find one. I'll, I'll right. be sure to share it with the world. I'll make them yeah. famous. More people will follow that than Rip Bison, the actual account. <laughs> <laughs> Rip Bison fanfic. <laughs> So I know that you travel a lot. You're on the road. What do you like to listen to on the road? Like, what is your go-to, I don't know if it's music or podcasts, whatever you listen to on the road? Uh, if I'm by myself on a wrestling trip, I can actually list, sit there in complete silence. Uh, I'm a psychopath. If I'm with people, I will listen to music. I mean, I'll listen to metal and rock. That's my music of choice. But you will find me 50 to 65% of the time just sitting there driving two and a half hours, not listening to anything. And <laughs> it's like, it's really weird. And uh, actually, when I go to work and stuff, I don't even turn on music or anything. And like, if I'm driving around in the state, I'm just like, oh, yeah, silence. And sometimes I forget to put on music for people I'm riding with so they're sitting there awkwardly while I'm just staring at the road driving in silence but no if I do listen to music and stuff like if it's really late and I need to stay awake it's heavy metal uh, classic heavy metal classic rock um uh west coast rap I do go I do dabble in uh the west side connection uh the uh, what you call it? west side over east side sorry east side uh and then like I found myself if that doesn't keep me awake stone cold podcasts always keep me awake there's something about the way he talks and just like how he talks that's just really fun and like you're like oh my god this guy's like my uncle talking to me and so uh what's it called yeah no those are pretty good um but yeah no 50 percent of the time absolutely nothing i i mean that's a choice you can make if that's if that's how you want to live your life who am I to stop you? Um, you know, don't explain, don't ask why, but nope, silence. <laughs> what? Wait. Oh, see, I don't like to listen. Like, I don't like to hear my car that much. Like, I don't even hear the car when I'm doing it. I'm like zoned out. I don't even know how I get to where I'm going. I just get there. Not even just, we're just going. There's no thoughts in my head either. It's just, it's weird. I tell you, it's just, the void <laughs> you just zone out and just appear it's like time travel i'm gonna get like 100 messages now going rip this is your intervention you're going to have to go see a doctor because uh <laughs> you just announced on val pancakes podcast that you are a sociopath <laughs> you know i ask i ask that question of everybody that i talk with and i have only had one other person say that they do drive in silence so. Crazy. It's crazy people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I'm gonna uh, ten of ten say yes on that because it was John Davis, another large scary person that I'm not gonna not gonna fuck with. See, so. It's a large scary ones you have to watch out for. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> yeah. Y'all really. Y'all just like to <laughs> sit quietly and. I just imagine, and you say you don't have thoughts in your head, but no, 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 I don't believe that at all. In my, in my, in my, in my head, 
whilst I control my own narrative, um, you are thinking of just ways <laughs> to injure, not injure, but like, you know, to beat your opponents in the ring. No, don't even think. Create a moveset. I don't think about wrestling until I'm at the show. Wow. No, like uh, a lot of, uh, I, I remember a couple of, this is, we're going up. I get once oh. in a while, if I'm wrestling somebody who is, um, which well, I'm actually surprised Alec didn't message me about ideas because when he's very intense when you're talking over things. Uh, but what you'll call no, I've gotten a few messages over a couple of matches and like they weren't even like really big matches from some people and they're like, Hey, you got any ideas? And it's like, No, I'll see you when I get there. And we are I, and I'm sitting in the empty room looking at the empty ring or the people just like fart around in the ring. I will think of something then. And even then it will be all scattered and I won't remember it until I'm actually in gear. And then once I put, that's why I put my gear on right when I get to a show is so that I can actually be, okay, now I have to wrestle. I'm in the gear. You know, my boots are on. I have to wrestle now. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't think I, I, I don't think about wrestling when I'm driving. I mean, if somebody brings it up and I'm riding with someone, then yeah, sure. We think about wrestling, but no, not by myself. Kind of weird. Again, like I said, yeah, uh, this is it. I'm going to get an intervention after this. Going to be taken away in a straitjacket and thrown into the loony bin. I mean, I specifically told you not to talk about anything that would get you canceled. And, you know, this. It's just going to get people uh, sad, honestly. <laughs> They're just going to be sad. Oh, poor Rip. <laughs> poor Rip doesn't, doesn't listen to anything when he drives, just thinks about things. <laughs> yeah, yep. It's insane. I'm... I mean, honestly, I'm a little jealous because, like, I cannot turn my brain off like that. Like, I wish that I could, but instead I, I manufacture problems for myself, so. <laughs> it helps that I get dropped on my head a lot. <laughs> so what you're saying is you I need... You wrestling and bump a bunch of times for, uh, ten, well, like I said, 10 years, so nine years, I'll say nine years, uh, then... You empty thoughts and it's all cruising. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to probably pass on that. Um, no I one, don't no think... one listens to me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that, I don't think that I, in fact, I absolutely know that I would be absolutely no good as a wrestler for a multitude of reasons. Ah, you don't the, know that. <laughs> oh i'm like super clumsy i would definitely hurt myself and probably hurt somebody else and then nobody would want to work with me anymore ah. <laughs> like no other guys hurt other people all the time people still work with them <laughs> yeah see <laughs> we have matches for that <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah barbecue pit matches yeah, uh, <laughs> they're the most dangerous <laughs> So I know that you said you don't listen to a lot of music, but what would be like the most surprising song on your playlist? Um, once in a while, I've been known to know the lyrics to Taylor Swift songs. Uh, I believe the song Shake It Off is my uh, one that I surprised my entire car ride once because you know that part where she breaks it down and she does that rap part? I was zoning out completely while everyone was singing this song. And then when that part came on, I burst into the song because it's the only part that I bothered to learn. 
for that when I was working one day and it was playing every three songs. So I learned that part. And so I, I came in hot with that and everyone just like, they didn't cheer. They were like worried again. <laughs> They're always worried. <laughs> so when you're on the road, me, I'm a snack Rex. I love snacks. I'm a snack girl. What are your go-to road snacks? Popeye's chicken. If there's oh. a Popeye's on the trip, I am pulling over and I'm getting their chicken strip basket with some fries or the coleslaw and I'm getting those biscuits and that's what I'm doing. I, if not, I usually just drink energy drinks and like that's what I consume on things. It's just caffeine, 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 no food because I'm always nervous. Uh, if I get to a show, I'm going to feel sick because I ate something. But if I do see a Popeye's, I will sacrifice myself to being feeling sick at the show to eat that that damn chicken. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is people need to bring you Popeye's chicken to shows. No, because I don't trust fans. Uh, but that's, <laughs> but no, that's fair. <laughs> uh, but they should book me where the route will take me by Popeye's chicken, and I'll be a lot happier rip bison when I get to the show. Also be a heavier rip bison, but <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. Got all that chicken. I mean, there are worse things than Popeye's chicken that you could consume. So like crack. Anyways. <laughs> Don't do crack, kids. <laughs> what? <laughs> um so who do you usually travel with? Like who are your road buddies? Uh Perry Von Vicious, the human monster truck. And uh, the commentator for Limitless, Johnny Torres. That is, and then Delmi. Um, those are my, for the past, like, five years now, those have been my road. That's been my car load. Um, which, well, we're not really booked on all the same shows anymore, so it's a little bit less frequent. But, when like, between a year and two years ago, every single rest trip was that was the car load uh, plus or minus one person nice so what is your favorite city to wrestle in oh that's so hard i haven't really uh chicago was really fun because they had no idea who me and perry were when we were tagging there and we were the we were a dark match on a freelance show like the opening opening match and we were in a tag match and we had five minutes and like not even the whole crowd was in there but there was a there was like half of the seats were filled up and we came out and they were very accepting and they were very loud they didn't just sit there and wait for us they were like hey we haven't seen these guys let's give them uh this opportunity and then if they fuck up and screw them but we didn't fuck up so luckily they liked us after the match um but no, that one was really fun. That was like surprising, you know, because you think that Chicago's a big indie wrestling town. They're going to be super critical of if you're new. They're like, oh, do you belong here type of thing? No, uh, they were very open about it. Um, wrestling down for action, uh, that crowd is super fun because they are old school, but they like new stuff. They like the cool indie stuff too. So it was just like, as soon as you went out there, the fact that you were a wrestler and like you were like, in their well rip bison's very in your face so i was in their face and they were like right back in here and it was like 
this is what I need to be a wrestler. My night just got easier. So that was a really, uh, which well, that crowd was awesome. Uh, yeah, I think those are, uh, my favorite ones. Texas was similar to, it was San Antonio. Uh, Texas was similar to Chicago. They were very open, uh, to debut guys and stuff. So yeah, no, those are the big three. I think Texas, Chicago, and, uh, Georgia. Those are my favorite ones. Which uh-huh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to all the Mainanites uh, who are possibly listening to this. Sometimes you can be hard. <laughs> Sometimes you get a little tired. <laughs> so, what is your favorite move to take, and what is your favorite move to give? Uh, my favorite move to give is my love gun lariat, or just any sort of lariat or clothesline. It's just so much fun to it's so easy to add anywhere and it's just really in you can well if you throw it safe you can haul off as hard as you can and you won't kill somebody but it will look like they die and it will make a big noise like i was when i was wrestling uh down at action against adam priest i gave him uh the love and larry and it just i threw it as hard as i could but it was nice and right across his chest he has a nice thick chest and it sounded it was the loudest crack i've ever heard it sounded like a chop it sounded like an overhand chop but it was a lariat and the crowd went like <gasps> and like the option and you could hear dylan hales on the commentary go ah! <laughs> it was so like that was really cool um i've only ever gotten a crack that loud again is when we me and beef had a strap match and so we needed a strap to get that loud of a crack so like that was that's my favorite move to throw um favorite move to take Back body drop on the floor. On the floor? Yeah, no, don't need the ring. Right on the hardwood floor or the concrete. I take that all the time. Uh, it always gets a reaction. Yeah, and, concern. And uh, it's just your body. It's just your body. Always gets a reaction. You know, it's always for the people. It's always for the fans. Always for you guys. What's your call? Don't worry about me. <laughs> I, I believe Mick Foley had that uh, mentality. And now look at him. He's like, no, don't do those bumps anymore. They're bad. <laughs> That'll be me in like 40 years. <laughs> don't do those bumps. I was an idiot. <laughs> so like when I like watching a wrestler, um, I do care a little bit more about their well-being. Uh, <laughs> so the back I have onto the floor specifically it does sound a little concerning um but if you enjoy it and it certainly would it mean it certainly gets a reaction out of me sitting on my couch so there you go uh, by all means side note all bumps suck there's not a good bump there what you call every bump is not it's not natural for the body if you're looking at it in a scientific way falling purposely falling in that hard and that fast to create a noise or something. So if I'm going to pick one that I want to take all the time, it's going to be a, a at least one that, well, someone else will appreciate it that I'm doing this, you know, <laughs> like, cause it's just that I don't want to bump the, who wants to, who wants to bump, but it's part of the, it's part of the job. And also I'm getting paid to do it. So, well, I guess this is what I, this is my job. You know, this is a job It isn't, or I'm trying not to make it a hobby. So, I'm going to give you a hundred percent of what I could possibly give in a back by drop on the floor is that. 
mean, you know, if you're going to have to bump, you might as well do a bump that nobody else on the show is probably going to do. There you go. Now you're thinking, see, you'll be a great wrestler. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. I understand these things. That does not mean that I want to attempt them. Lord. Psychology is 99% of the thing. Phys the actual physical part is only 1%. And like I said, it's, it's, just, it's just your body. I hope there's a whole bunch of new people listening to this going, oh, I want to listen into Rip Bison because he's the booker at Grind and I want to get in there. And now they're all writing down, take stupid bumps. Rip Bison <laughs> will notice me and book him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kids. <laughs> Oh, the next first and grind show is just gonna be everyone taking stupid bumps. Uh, that's pretty much every grind show. I mean, to be our fair, guardrails yes. are working overtime all the time because they see guardrails and they, ooh, we can bounce off of those. <laughs> but see, that's one of the that's one of the things that I like about the pro wrestling grind shows. They're just they're very dangerous, involved. Yeah, there you go. That's that's politically correct. <laughs> they really they really use their surroundings effectively. Yeah, right? Everything and everything. <laughs> so do you have any pre-match rituals? Um I always uh what well one, I always tell myself don't suck. Because after my or for my first match ever, or my first match at a at chaotic wrestling, which is uh, a couple of matches in, but uh, which well, it was because I trained at their school. It was really important for me to be a trainee for their school and to wrestle on their show because not a lot of people could get in that. And even some of the trainees weren't ever good enough to wrestle on the show. So I'm standing in the back and the reason why I don't suck is always in my head is because all of a sudden a great big beard came over my shoulder and it was Ivar from the uh, Viking Raiders. And he's like, hey, don't suck. And I was like, thanks. And then I went through the curtain because my music was playing. <laughs> so he held me back just to give me those two words of advice. And you know what? Every time I'm at the curtain, I go, don't suck. And out we go. And uh, so that that's a definitely a ritual. I don't warm up for my matches or anything because I get really sweaty really easily <clears throat> and really dry mouth uh, when I'm out there in the ring. So I'm always choking on my tongue because I'm <laughs> gasping for air because I'm yelling too much. Um, so like there, I try not to blow myself up with warm ups or anything, uh, before, a, before a match, but yeah, no, always say don't suck. And then you won't suck. Uh, 75% of the time you won't suck. 25% of the time it's out of your hands. <laughs> there's yeah, there's a lot of variables. You can, yeah. you, you personally cannot suck, but you can still have a real stinker. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a lot that factors into that. Like, you know, like the person you're wrestling or um, sometimes your environment goes astray. Like if you're yeah. like, if you're at an outdoor show and it's like hotter and fuck out, like that would be a problem. Those are some of my favorite matches because then we don't bump because the canvas is too hot. So we stay standing. <laughs> oh yeah. No, but, and then we circle back again to saying the best bump is not bumping. So, and burning my back and my skin off my back is not worth me bumping in this ring. <laughs> I'd rather bump on the grass than bump in the, bump in the 110 degree canvas that you can feel your skin bubbling up. I don't know why they never purchase a tent. Just put it over the ring. 
just the light sear yeah. and flip yeah, you over. Yeah. Good medium rare. <laughs> it's the fastest bumps ever because the guy bumps on and they go, what? and they're already up. <laughs> they're like, Wham, bump, the fastest they're ever going to get up. You can't train that. <laughs> I mean, somebody's not selling though. <laughs> Oh, they're selling. They're screaming, oh, my God, it's hot. <laughs> and that's a real sell. <laughs> that's real. That is, a, that you know, that is 100% wrestling's real at that point. <laughs> Those third-degree burns aren't going to cure themselves. <laughs> yeah, nope. <laughs> so I have to drive three hours back in a car like this because I can't lean back to see. <laughs> Oh, and it's, it's, you know, it's getting warm out. Those, those shows are coming. Oh yeah. No grind has one in <clears throat> Labor Day weekend in September. So that luckily we're under a tent. They got I was a like, big did you purchase a tent? <laughs> no, 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 no. The festival, it's a music festival. So one of their stages is under a tent and we get to set up the ring underneath the tent at the end nice. of the night for the show. So yay. One, it'll be dark out and it'll be under a tent. So best outdoor show I've ever been in. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> man like i don't know like it has been unseasonably warm already and i know that those shows are starting to come up between you know different you know state and county fair stuff and and just people wanting to be outside and outdoor shows so yeah good good luck yeah no not me <laughs> not me anymore <laughs> i'm done not, with that not you. i wrestle you have indoor with yeah I, I, under a tent or inside an air conditioning I won't even take air conditioning. Just inside. <laughs> as long as as long as the canvas is a decent as temperature. Long as I'm tired in the match and I can lay on my back and be dead. I'm at least can just be laying on my back. You know, like getting actual rest instead of going. Oh well, I'm not gonna be able to lie down on my back in my bed for a week. <laughs> <laughs> You know, these are those, these are the surprising, maybe injuries people don't think, you know, don't immediately think of when they think of wrestling, but. Yeah, WWE had it all along, uh, all wrong when they had that warning before their pay-per-views. Don't try this at home. How do you learn to fall off a ladder? How do you learn to bump and scorching hot canvases on fair shows? They didn't say that one. That was the worst. I'll jump off a ladder any day of the week as long as it's not in the, one of those. <laughs> That might have to like I feel like that could be part of the barbecue pit show where you just you you barbecue, you know, like Yeah, no, it's definitely gonna need to be a black canvas out in the sun. Cause that's the that's the grill. It's an old iron top. <laughs> just sizzling, you know? <laughs> yeah, <that's a> sizzling. <laughs> so what is the wrestling word that you use most outside of wrestling? Oh, it's a work. <laughs> Once you're in the business, you realize everything in real life is a work. And the only real thing in the world is professional wrestling, which is a work. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, everything's a work. Uh, I it, What comes in second is shoot. What you call it? I use shoot a lot. Um, that's a shoot. They're shooting on you, everything. That one gets a lot. And then. I find myself using kayfabe a lot. I, I like telling everyone, kayfabe, quiet, you know, like those are the big three. Nice. Those are, those are like, those aren't ones that I usually hear. So that makes me really happy. That's weird. 
Usually I get gimmick. Kids not come up in wrestling anymore. I haven't been around it that long. Jeez, I, these aren't that old of words. Who are who's on these shows? I'm gonna have a talk with them. This is <laughs> good. That's it. Carney is coming back. Everyone has to learn Carney because I knew I'm one of the last people in the area that could speak Carney pretty fru- uh, fluently. But uh, what you call? Wait, they don't know shoot work and cape. See, the, the answer I usually like get is. <laughs> the answer I usually get is gimmick. Oh, uh, I, I gimmick's like number four. <laughs> because because it's so versatile. Because everything yeah. is a gimmick. <laughs> everything everything's a work. Everything's a gimmick. See, see. Oh man, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I know that you travel a whole bunch. It seems like every wrestler has at least one really good travel story where either like something really funny happened or like the trip was really memorable because of like shenanigans or like you almost die. Like every, it, it always fits in one of those three categories. So what is your best wrestling travel story? And if you need to censor any names, you can absolutely do that. Uh, the one I'm going to tell is my first trip to Canada. Uh, but before we go into that, I've had a lot of really like 36 hour car rides one way. Like when I went to Texas, I would drive there and from Massachusetts to Texas, it was 36 hours. So those are always memorable for a completely different reason. It's a, you'll never want to do it again until you get the call the next month saying, Hey, do you want to come back down? Yeah, I will. And then you're doing this. Why am I doing this? And then you drive back and you're like, I'm never doing that again. Next month comes in. Hey, you want to come back down next month for another show? Yeah, you betcha. I will get in that car and drive 36 hours. No, uh, the one to Canada is the one I always tell. It's the first time I went to Canada and I just got my passport specifically for this. And anyways, uh, going up to Maine and a wrestler that, Actually, I don't think anybody knows, so I'm just going to name him. Uh, the guy who's been going, who got me booked, his name was Jason Rumble. And uh, you probably never heard of him, but he's, no. uh, I don't think, well, you never will. Uh, he probably doesn't even, can't even see this. I'll get a message. Why are you burying me, Kate? But anyways, he's from the Boston, so he talks like this. He's the Boston bad boy, Jason Rumble. I get it. And that time I was Tomahawk. Tomahawk. They want a Native American character up in Canada. You're coming up to New Brunswick with me. Okay. Get in the car. I have to drive to Boston. Uh, he lives in Machias because he got ran out of Boston. So he lives in Machias, Maine. So I have to drive to Boston to pick up two guys who are going with us. And then we have to go to Machias, Maine, which is right next to the border, and pick up Jay. So we pick up Jay and well, on the way there, me and the two other guys decided this is miserable. This is already a 12 hour drive. Fuck it. We're going to drink beer and drive to Jay's house. So we get across the border in Maine and in Maine, all the gas stations sell, uh, which call it six packs and stuff, you know, like uh, tall boys and everything. So we, we, a couple of us grabbed um, some tall boys. I had a, six pack of cider and as we're driving up to jay's house which as soon as you get into maine he lives in maine and it's still a five hour drive to get to his house at the border so it's so we're going and we're throwing the empties out the window as we're going there's three of us inebriated in this car so we get to jay's house and we had actually just stopped at a gas station like 20 miles outside this place and refilled 
on beer. And so we had just started those and we get Jay and now Jay's looking into the car and he's going, what the fuck are you doing? And it's like, Jay, we're going to finish these before we get across the border. It's totally fine. He's like, the border's 20 minutes away. You got to fit. You got five there. You can't have those. We're like, good. We got it. So we finish those and we get to the border and he's like, okay, you're doing good so far. You're not too drunk. I'll let you do the talking because I was driving. My buddies was in the shot, uh, shotgun. The other guy was in the back and Jay was in the back because he was the last one in the car. So he goes, here's all the passports. Here's our paperwork because he used to make up fake letters from the promoter to make it seem like it was official. You don't need that. To everybody who's going to Canada, you don't need a fake letter from the promotion saying the reason why you're going. If you what you call if you're only going once, you just say I'm going up there for one trip and I'm not getting any money. And they go, okay, cool, come across. And if you're over there for longer than that, guess what? You probably have a visa. So you don't need a fake damn letter from the damn promoter who doesn't know how to type because that was one of those promotions. <laughs> what you call? You don't need a fake letter that's plagiarized by these guys for all four of you to hand with your passports over. It makes it 100% suspicious. Anyways, he hands it to me and we're in the next car. We pull up as soon as I roll down the window. And I hand this, the, and I'll never forget him. His name was Officer Wolf. And he was this French Canadian guy. And he barely spoke, he spoke enough English to get you across the border, basically. He could ask the basic questions, but, and uh, that was it. And so we hand, I hand the passport and the papers. And mind you, three of us are drunk and the other guy is insane. And so I'm doing my best to be sober and hand it over. And I'm about to answer his yes and no questions. And as soon as I open my mouth, Jay sticks his big fucking head around in between the front seats and starts screaming at the guy. I'm the fucking tour vet. They've never been up here before. I've been coming up to Canada for 25 years. I'll do the talking. After he gave me permission. So now I have this crazy Bostonian screaming over my shoulder at this border patrol who's looking at me going, why is this guy talking to me? You're supposed to be talking to me. And I'm going, this is my first time. I got a passport for this. I'm going to get it taken away from me now because of this. So the guy starts asking Jay the questions, which we already know we're going to get pulled in. And what really brings us in is that Jay goes, oh, yeah, 15 years ago, I got arrested for dealing weed. So they said, pull over, come in. I don't know why they weren't going to. Why would you volunteer this? Eh, he, you know. Anyways, I hope he's watching Jay. Jay, it's fucking true. You know you were there. Don't tell me you forgot it. So we pull in as we're leaving because the guard doesn't follow you to where you park at the border. We're at the we have one little powwow before we go in to get our all of our stories straight. And he goes, Listen, whatever you do, don't say we have any merch because they will tax you for every piece of merch you have for because you have the uh, you'll have to pay up front for every piece of merch to tax and uh so that and whether you sell it or not they will tax you for each one and so we're like okay we're not going to mention the merch they won't search the car they're just checking papers we go in there well we're going to search the car fuck i had a swinging door as an fj cruiser it has a big this is a long story <laughs> no i'm I'm, I'm fully involved this is a big swinging door and so the guy goes out there and he's going to the back and he opens up the swinging door and Tim Lennox, the other third, uh, at 
the time had a box of 25 t-shirts on top of all of our luggage in the back. It had slid since we were driving, so it was up against the door. Guard opens the door, looks up, and we watch it from the thing. Hits him square between the eyes, falls on the ground, and opens. I shit you not, you couldn't write that for a movie. And now there's 25 shirts that we're not supposed to have, that we already lied to them about not having, <laughs> and eight by tens everywhere. So the guy goes through all of our bags and finds every single thing because we lied. We were there for three and a half hours. We have to go across the way. We have to tell them what they ended up not taxing us because they didn't care because Jay just wouldn't shut up. <laughs> Jay just kept talking to him. They're like, just leave. Just go into Canada and come back and leave. And so we get into the car and we pull. As soon as we pull out of sight, Jay goes and he pulls out a pen filled with fucking I don't know what drug he was doing, but it was drugs. It wasn't just a regular vape. And he goes, good thing they didn't check my person, right? <sighs> Boom. And that's the punchline of the story. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture this poor, like, French-Canadian guard just littered with, like, 8 by 10s and T-shirts. It, seriously, it was a box <laughs> about yay big, and it went torpedoed him right in the face and it spilled everywhere and he was not happy he was very upset but yeah no i almost <laughs> lost my passport on my first damn trip because of jason rumble maybe he had the right idea just be as obnoxious as humanly possible and they will just want you to leave they won't I don't even know care why. i don't know he gets a hard time every time he goes up there because they know him as the crazy guy <laughs> but yeah no well, that, that's my that's my crazy road story nothing will ever and that's not even the whole story because that whole trip was nuts um, but like, if that was, that's a good place to just cut it off. That was a yeah. pinnacle moment in the. Yeah, no, that was the, that's the punchline. Good thing they didn't check my person, drag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Uh, usually, um, at some point during every interview, I have this moment where I just like laugh myself to tears. So thank you. I appreciate that. That was that was a good one. <laughs> that the uh, that story gets a pop between wrestlers and non wrestlers all the time. It, when I say I've been in some crazy shit, that was one of them. <laughs> so, do you have any hidden talents? Uh, I taught myself how to play guitar in uh, about ten years ago, and I still dabble in that. That could be. A hidden talent, but other than that, I'm really not creative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that's pretty much my big talent. And even then, I kind of I I still remember how to play guitar, and I'm really happy that I did teach myself. And I find myself actually when I pick up a guitar after six months, I'm actually better at playing it now than I was when I was playing it every single day. But um, yeah, no, I uh, teaching myself a musical instrument was pretty cool. Because I yeah. didn't want to pay for I didn't want to pay for uh, lessons. <laughs> well, I mean, you can find anything on the internet, so yeah, right. Anything. YouTube was wonderful in high school. I won't tell you how old I am. That's fine. Uh, I, I work with a nineteen-year-old now, and I realized that was ten years before I was born. So I've never felt more old in my life. <laughs> Man, I mean, I was fully in college before YouTube became a thing. So. <laughs> There you go. I'll just, 
I'll just I'll just go get my walker now. Oh, um, <laughs> but um, that is as good of a talent as any. Um, I can't do that. So, can you play um, Wonderwall by Oasis? <laughs> no, I refuse to learn that song. <laughs> Everyone. Like that's like in I was the only kid in high school who bought an electric guitar. Everyone else bought the acoustic guitar to do that. Nope, not me. I didn't want to, uh, for some reason in high school, I didn't want to get chicks with my acoustic <laughs> guitar skill. I wanted to rock for the music, man. I'm a freaking <laughs> loser. <laughs> <laughs> Even my rock star heroes were doing the rock and roll to get chicks. And I was like, no, I'm doing it for the music, man. <laughs> it's for That's me. Very- the very pure, you know, pure interest, pure way to look at it. Yeah. Freaking loser. <laughs> and then and then and then you went into wrestling. So made me more of a loser. Anyways. Oh, there's that weird, there's that weird wrestler kid sitting at the end of the bar. Hey, you guys got any shows coming on this week? <laughs> guys, you want to see my match? <laughs> yeah, that's not good. You pull out a, like a VHS tape. <laughs> Guys, look, it's on, I'm on YouTube. 33,000 likes. <laughs> and it's just grainy and yeah, just grainy. jittery. It's a yeah, hard, uh, cell phone cam like this from the back row. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, 280p. <laughs> um... What would you, if you could go back in time, what would you tell a 10-year-old version of yourself? You're doing good. Because, what you call, you know, you at that point, you're really unsure about what you want to do and stuff. And just, I had, I'm not going to complain. I had a pretty good childhood, what you call it. 10-year-old me was doing his thing and just keep doing your thing, you know? And you'll get there and you'll get to do, like I said, my goal was to wrestle a match as a professional wrestler. So I, 10 year old me got to live that dream. And so like, I wouldn't want to change that. I wouldn't trade it in. That's all. That's so wholesome. Yeah. Right. I, what you call it? Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't tell him to change anything. What you call it? I, I had, I had enough friends. I had enough things, you know, like doing pretty good. Well, on that note, I have a couple of questions left and then we will throw it to Christopher with questions from chat and the infamous lightning round and then uh, we'll wrap up. So you're almost, almost done enduring the stack with no pancakes. Um, Thank you. (laughs) You're so kind. Uh, (laughs) So what is the biggest animal that you could take in a fight with just your hands, no weapons? I've you can pretend it's this. attacking you. Um, and uh, an animal, Brock Lesnar. No, um, I could probably take a bear. I think if I was really, if I was really put into the situation where there was a bear coming at me, I could take it. And he's, I would he... right right now in this state or like right, that I'm thinking of it. No, I'm not in that mental state but if i was pinned in the corner and all, i knew the bear was coming at me and i had no other choice yeah i could take a bear i'd win any, i'm too stubborn any specific type of bear or just any bear oh 
No, like a black bear. I, a grizzly bear would kill me. They're 15 feet tall. I'm not going <laughs> to deal with that. I, did, I couldn't. What am I going to do? <laughs> you know, like yeah, that thing's stupid. But like a human-sized bear, with all, even with all his claws and stuff, yeah, no, I could take him. I'll get him in the next headlock. <laughs> so I need a Rip Bison wrestles a bear match. No, I think Travis Huckabee's been trying to do that. And uh, what you recall. So I can't, I don't want to steal his gimmick. Gimmick infringement. I don't think he, I think he's watching right now because I think he he popped up on my chat over here asking me a question personally about what I've said. So who know I don't want to go on record saying I want to take his match. But no, Travis, I could beat up a bear, a little bear, but a, a bear. <laughs> maybe maybe it could be like a like a like a triple threat match. You and Travis and the bear. Oh, no, because then I'll have one of them twisting my ankle and putting me into a weird leg uh, lock and then the other one will be biting my face and uh, you decide which one's putting me into the leg lock and which one's biting my face but uh, you know no that uh, one-on-one one v one with a bear is fine with me (laughs) so how do you take your pancakes like Like what kind yeah like what do you put in it and on it and how do you how do you enjoy the, uh, well, actually, the last pancakes I had were some pretty mad diner ones. I mean, they're they're diner pancakes. Um, they weren't. They were just plain pancakes. So those were pretty good because I haven't had pancakes in a while. But I really like the uh, the Kodiak uh, pancake mix, like the protein pancake mix. Those actually come out pretty good uh, because I was raised on Bisquick pancakes, and those are like the most brutal and heavy things on the face of the earth. They just turn into cement in your stomach. So it's nice eating a nice pancake mix like the, I like the protein one. And I like all, of, I like their blueberry ones. I like their chocolate chip ones. I like the plain ones. I pretty much, if there's a, if there's a good pancake in front of me, I'll just eat it. It doesn't matter what's on it. I'm not picky. <laughs> you know, I really appreciate that though. That as, as a person that is, a, a pancake person like it's good to hear that you're like so enthusiastic about them yeah, i love breakfast breakfast is the best if i could eat breakfast all day i do it but what you're going i can't because you can't it's hard to meal prep breakfast all that food's really good warm i mean it's okay when it's cold like it, i mean hard-boiled eggs or uh cold bacon I, i'll still eat it but like no if, if i could cook bacon or bacon i can cook breakfast all day i'd eat breakfast all day it'd be the only thing i'd eat i i i do love a good like breakfast or a brunch situation bacon is get drunk while eating pancakes right (laughs) yeah that's it (laughs) and like bacon is unarguably the best breakfast meat it's the best meat like meat do you like crispy bacon or chewy bacon there's no wrong answer. If it's if it's bacon, it's bacon. I like bacon on all my seafood. I like bacon, and uh, that's how I got was able to eat Brussels sprouts for the first time. Although I found that I like Brussels sprouts on their own now. Um, but what you call it? No, we we originally cooked them with bacon, and what you call it? So you had a cup of Brussels sprouts with bacon bits or bacon chunks because we use real bacon instead of the pre-made bits. And so like yeah, bacon on veggies, bacon on anything is just the best thing in the face here pork salted pork products is awesome 
Bacon, bacon on a pizza is good. I love bacon on a pizza. Oh, yeah. Bacon is an anytime food. Yeah. Uh, so um, I have, I'm going to take like, I'm going to take you on like a little mental journey. So just like, just like hold on tight and we'll get there. I'm so here. awesome. I'm glad you're with me for this. So imagine that you're, you're hungry and you go to the store and you want something sweet and you're like kind of cruising down the aisles and you cruise down the cookie aisle and you're like, this is exactly what I wanted. Cookies, delicious. Cookies are great. Nobody doesn't like cookies. Yeah. So you're looking at all of the cookies and you decide you don't want, you know, chocolate chip or oatmeal raisin or peanut butter. You go for America's favorite cookie, which is the Oreo. And you look at all of the Oreos and you don't pick any of the flavors. You just want like chocolate cookie, white cream Oreo, but you still have uh, decisions to make, right? Because you can get the thin Oreos or you can get the single stuffed Oreos or you can get the double stuffed Oreos, or some places even have mega stuffed Oreos. So which one are you going for? Double stuffed. Because I remember when double stuffed came out the first time, and I was like, I think it was the first time, or at least they had they had come back with it. And I remember it was such a big deal because I was a little kid, and I'm like, because I'm used to the regular Oreos. And uh a regular double stuff Oreo is the perfect amount of cookie to cream ratio. And uh, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who rip them in half, eat the cream and then put the cookies out to thing. I like the whole sandwich, you know? And uh, so no double stuff was the best thing they ever did and they can't, they'll never beat it. So uh, that is the unofficial correct answer to the question. Congratulations. I got Anyways, it. I did every- it. I everyone, the Oreo cookie belt. everyone is applauding you in the chat. So on that note, Christopher. Yes. On that Questions. beautiful, that beautiful note. We, we got pancakes and we got double stuff. Rip knocked it out of the park. Getting both Guys, questions I'm right. I'm over in a chat. Yes, I did it. There's a silent chat that I'm not part of, and I'm over in it. I did it. It's the first time ever. Oh, feels so good. We also made a big announcement during this interview. Uh, Pro Wrestling Grind has announced the inaugural Meat Barbecue Pit Championship Tournament coming soon. So yeah. right. let's make it to the first year first. It sounds expensive and sticky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we got some questions from chat. Let's roll through them. Uh, Vic was firing away with some good ones. Uh, you guys were talking about shoot job a little bit earlier. Earlier, Rip, what's your worst shoot job? Uh, I was the closer at the butcher shop at a uh, Big Y supermarket. And I had to spread. Basically, they had me work five to nine after the, the butcher had gone home. So there was no more cutting meat. I just had to clean up everything that they what you call it they did for the day and that was terrible there's some things that you there's drains that i opened that i could never get i weld dumpsters now for my shoot job and there's smells from those drains that are worse than the dumpsters that i deal with now and it's like oh my god yeah that was terrible and it's, it's always gross it's just rotting meat <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. yeah that sounds right. terrible yeah that sounds pretty awful that was a big, that big turn from Oreos and deliciousness. Um, 
So uh, Vic had asked if you and Delmi had ever tagged, which we um, I we had informed him that, yes, you guys have tagged before. But I'm going to switch the question up a little bit and ask, what was your favorite match where both of you were involved in? Um, what you call it? It was our trios match. It was a it was at a limitless show, but it was it was over the pandemic, mm-hmm. and, but it wasn't aired with the show. It went on early. And I think it just went straight to YouTube. Yeah, and it was our it was Team C Stars Fuck versus Team Prestigious. And uh, what you call it, Delmi and her sister Ashley Vox had the idea of they wanted to do Young Bucks inspired gear. So they had these tasselly vests with uh, that said one said C and the other one said Star. And because I was teaming with them. Uh, they decided to make me that one time that, or those couple of times that Kevin uh, Steen was teaming with them, and he his vest said "fuck" that matched the Young Bucks vest. So I was the fuck of the Sea Stars. So we were Sea Stars fuck. <laughs> that was, and that match was that's a really fun trios match. I haven't had really any bad trios matches, but um, no, that one was uh, my favorite with Delmi so far. Awesome. Yeah. And that is on the Limitless Wrestling YouTube. You could definitely check that one out. And that's a fun one. Yeah. Was the gear, was the gear orange? Yeah, orange and purple. I I feel like it was on IWTV somewhere at one point. I, uh, I know that I I've seen wore, it. I wore the fuck gear or just my gear when I teamed with MSP at a live uh, Limitless show that aired onto IWTV. So there, you do see the fuck gear. But the uh, I had worn it previously with the whole thing with the Sea Stars. So if anyone ever wanted the backstory of why Rip Bison was wearing a vest that said "fuck" on the back, and, uh, it was that is the history of the Sea Star fuck vest. Awesome. Nice. All right, let's jump into another one here. Uh, one of the staple questions from our VIP Vic, in your opinion. Who has the best gear of all time in wrestling? Rip Bison. <laughs> and and I will die on that hill because I am very proud of the fact that I design all my gear. I uh, I don't make it. Um, I have someone who's very talented who makes it. But uh, what you call I do all the, like, the spiked vests, the stud, like, the metal studs and everything. I do that to my gear. So the gear comes in with none of that on, and I put it on. And uh, so I feel really hands-on with that gear. I mean, there's a lot of I like Macho Man stuff and everything, but my favorite gear is honestly my gear, and it, it's simple, but it also is flashy with some like with some stuff. So like that, yeah, no, I, that's a selfish answer, but I'm gonna die on that hill. Hell yeah! All right, last question from the chat: Who do you think currently has the best gimmick in wrestling? Oh, I, well, here's a little secret. I don't watch a lot of wrestling uh, other than like stuff that I'm really interested in, which is old stuff. So all those guys are pretty much dead or retired. Uh, the best gimmick. I love this new incarnation of Brock Lesnar or the cowboy hat, him just smiling and having a good time. I think that's the best gimmick in wrestling. Like, it's so weird to see that guy be so natural at being goofy because he just feels like it. You know, like, that. that, that I, that's my favorite one. 
it might not be everybody's, but you know, like I, that's the one that I would go out of my way to watch every time I saw Brock Lesnar wearing a cowboy hat. I would go out of my way to watch that clip. I wouldn't watch Raw. I wouldn't watch SmackDown. I wouldn't watch the pay-per-views or any of his matches. I would just watch the clips, the one minute, 30 second of Brock Lesnar in a cowboy hat. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> All right. Well, those were the questions from chat. Thank you, everybody, for the questions. I have one more question for you, Rip. Are you ready for the lightning round? Uh Uh-oh. Hopefully. Here we go. Ten questions. Try not to think too hard. Just answer them as quickly as first. Uh, Our intro is running right now. We'll be back in a second. Here it comes. The lightning's going by. There's noises. There's sounds. There's graphics. We have high production here. It's something else. Rip Bison, lightning round. Here we go. Question number one. Strangest thing you've eaten? Uh, Alligator. Question two. Favorite summer activity? Uh, Drinking booze in the sun. Question three. If you could have dinner with anyone living or dead, who would it be? Uh, Mick Foley. Question four. If you won the lotto, would you share it with other people? If so, who? Uh, Delmi, because she lives with me and I need to pay rent. Question five. What advertising jingle gets constantly stuck in your head? Uh, no, I don't got one. <laughs> Question six. One item that is always in your fridge. Uh, energy drinks. Question seven. Favorite movie? Oh, man, that's a, uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Question eight. There's a spider in your house. Kill it or set it free? Oh, it's dead. Question nine. Peanut butter. Chunky or smooth? Smooth. And question number 10. What would you rather be? The funniest or smartest person in the room? Funniest. Rip Bison. That was nine questions at one pass, but those were 10 questions. That's the lightning round. Sir, you've survived. Congratulations. Val. I did it. Back to you. Well, um, we're wrapping up here, but um, what are your upcoming shows, both for you personally and with uh, Press and Grind? Uh, this week, I am tagging with Delmi uh, at Top Rope Pro uh, in Brockton, Mass. Uh, what you call it? That's Friday, everybody. Be there. Um, the week after, I will be at Let's Wrestle uh, up in Maine. And then the week after that will be it'll be grind week, baby. Hashtag grind week when we present come and get it on the Friday, May 27th. And then on Saturday, I will be back up at Limitless Wrestling on May 28th. And I know he hasn't announced me yet, but I'm probably going to beat somebody up because I'm feeling a little annoyed that I lost to Alec Price last month. So that's what I'm doing uh, right now. And then there's other things coming soon. Well, I feel like if you show up and you have gear, you you know they'll find somebody for you to beat up. I'll beat up a fan in the parking lot, and by I beat up a fan in the parking lot, they will gang up on me, and I'll just do this, and they'll kick me because I'm actually not that tough. <laughs> I don't I don't believe that at all. You're right. Not I'll even... just swing the chain, and they'll stay away from me because they're like that guy is a chain. 
You just gotta go full crazy. Yep, just go um, crazy. Yelling, screaming, spitting, throwing the chain at people. As long as it doesn't yeah. leave my hand, they can't get close enough. Right? See, you yeah. know what you're doing. You're yeah, a professional. Yes, that's Carney. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone. This has been The Stack. I'm Bell Pancakes, as always. And this is Iron Rip Bryson. Um, be sure to follow him on all social media outlets. Where can people find you? Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, OnlyFans, TikTok, merch store. Plug everything. Uh, I have a pro wrestling tease, but they don't give me a lot of money, so I'd prefer you to contact me about getting my shirts because I have them all in stock. Uh, <laughs> recall? So message me on Twitter or Instagram because I won't respond to you on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> you won't find Iron Rip Bison on Facebook, but Twitter is uh, is Rip F and Bison, at Rip F and Bison. On Instagram, it's Iron Rip Bison. Look at it. I'm the only one on those two, so it's pretty easy to find. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. It has been a blast. Thank you, everybody in chat. Be sure to come tune in next week and catch the show because I'm talking to um, Irving West and Andy Ripley uh, creeps out of the southeastern area. So um, it'll be a lot different. And that's the best part about wrestling. There's something for everybody. And thank you once again, Rip Bites, for hanging out with me tonight. And thank you, everybody in chat. Thanks, sir.